Do you spend a lot of your riding time doing it outside of an arena? Now, I'm not talking about on the trails. I'm talking about this being a necessity. The fact that you actually don't have an arena to work in. And strangely enough, a lot of riders see this as being a big disadvantage. But today, I want to talk about how you can actually work this to be more of an advantage for you and your horse in your training. Hi there, my name is Laura, and I'd like to welcome you to the Daily Strides podcast, where every week we take a different topic to do with horse riding, and we work on it, kind of break things down, chunking, chunking it down into little daily bite-sized pieces that you can then work through with your horse. We call it Daily Strides because while this is the Monday podcast, there's actually another four that go after this, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, that you can listen to while you are riding your horse. You just download it to your phone, pop your phone into your pocket, and away you go. It's like having an instructor in the arena with you. The reason we created this is because there's a lot of riders all over the world who, for whatever reason, don't have access to an instructor or a trainer every time they get into the arena or onto their horse. And well, the riding begins to suffer because of it. And it's generally not that they're not trying, it's usually because they don't have a plan to actually work through things with their horse. And that is what we offer you. Okay, I'm going to let you know more about this at the very end, but what I do want you to do is pop over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash Christmas and join us. We are in the middle of a the 12 days of Christmas equestrian challenge and I would love for you to join us it's absolutely free you can pop over there and do just that but back to today and back to riding without an arena and as I mentioned a lot of people see this arena as being absolutely necessary for schooling horses okay and because of that they see not having an arena as a huge disadvantage okay but not having an arena forces riders to think outside of the box, literally, okay, with their schooling. And it can be a great thing. Thing is, arenas are wonderful to ride in, okay? So you, the surface is prepared. It's, like, it's, it's for optimal performance. We have these surfaces, the rails, the letters. It takes all the guesswork out of the shapes and the sizes of the movements you're doing. The center line is exactly that. It's the center line. An X never moves. It's always the middle. But when you get out of the arena, okay, um, well, things move. Things change. X is never just one place. It can be anywhere in the field that you're riding in or even maybe on the trail that you're riding, okay? And the thing is, we often see this as being negative, but it's not, okay? It's not a negative thing. And in fact, a lot of riders will actually tell you that when they got out of the arena, when they started riding in fields and maybe on the trails, whatever it was, their riding actually improved. Now, the first reason for this, okay, first and foremost, is that when you are riding in an area where the footing, okay, is not... 100% perfectly manicured, both you and your horse have to begin to make little adjustments in order to remain balanced. And it's usually through the core. And what you'll find is that both you and your horse's core begins to strengthen up, okay? Because if you're not, con I suppose, consistently rebalancing and recalibrating almost the balance as you're going and because the footing might not be 100%, you're going to fall over. Now, I do not recommend that you go find a field with loads of holes and dongas, as they call them in South Africa, but you do want a fairly level, flat ground. And as I say, it does have its merits. Now, if there's a small hill on your field as well, that's also okay. You can work that into your riding, okay? But the thing is, 
If you are riding a horse out in the open, okay, so if you're riding there and you don't have your arena, you're in your field all the time. I know firsthand from watching riders, being a riding instructor myself, those riders can adjust better. They've got better feel for their horse. And even when the horse loses their balance um, or they lose their balance, and I'm not talking about falling over here, I'm just talking about the actual balance just being lost maybe through a transition or that, they're both horse and rider are more quickly able to, first of all, notice this is happening and then also fix things back up, okay? They're able to make the adjustments to get back to where they want to go. Whereas riders who are riding in perfectly manicured and perfect conditions all the time, optimal conditions, they very often struggle with this. And sometimes you'll find that it's actually gone too far before they realize what's going on and then to bring it back becomes a huge challenge for them, okay? So while it makes the riders, it definitely makes the riders uh, better riders, I find better feeling that the horses also become more sure-footed. And that is definitely a big advantage when you're on a horse, okay? Now, the other thing is a lot of people see that when there, they think that when there's no arena, straightness becomes an issue. But I beg to differ here. I actually think that when you don't have an arena, you actually have a greater maybe success rate at riding straight because the thing is when we're in an arena it tends to train us to rely on the rail remember it takes all the guesswork out of things okay so you know exactly that as you're going down the long side of the arena you're in a perfectly straight line and yes there's going to be a right angle when you reach the end however when you don't have an arena anymore so now when you're out in the open you're in your field you're riding away you have to start really really being I suppose, aware of that straightness. You're all the time having to keep you and your horse on track and straight as you're riding. Now, you know, it. this is a difficult thing to do initially and you'll often find actually that it's actually more challenging at the beginning and it'll maybe a little bit feel like you're weaving all over the place. You're, you know, you look a little bit drunk going down. But um, as you began to practice this and, and really begin to work on it, and not only that, begin to focus on something. So pick something in the distance, whether it be a tree or a pole or a hedge, a bush, whatever, something that you can aim for. And then just work on channeling your horse towards that, keeping your horse lovely and straight. You'll actually find that straightness becomes almost second nature to you and your horse. You begin to lose this dependency on the rail, okay? And you begin to lose this... I suppose this necessity to have something to tell you if you're straight or not, because now you and your horse can actually gauge. And later, even when you take the thing that you're concentrating on, take that away, you and your horse will be better able to just really know if you're straight first off the bat and then remain on the straight line as you go, okay? Now, so we said focus on something in the distance. And I would also say that once you've mastered that, so you've mastered riding towards something straight, you then spin it around. You begin riding away from something. Now, initially, you will have to have a second marker to actually make sure you are straight. So it's like having A and C in your arena on the center line. Um, you only really know if you're straight if you can kind of gauge between A and C. Otherwise, well, if you've nowhere to get to kind of work towards or work away from, um, if you don't have two end points, basically, uh, you, well, you can be straight regardless if you've only one end point. So you have to make sure that you have a second end point. So you can do that. You can maybe just pop something on the ground, throw it on the ground and make sure that you're going through. Now, the other thing you can do is when you are working through this straightness, you can begin to work in and out through your transitions and up and down through transitions as well in this straightness, okay? So you're focusing on something in the distance and then as you're working through it with your horse, you're 
asking for transitions and all the while keeping the straightness but I would definitely suggest getting the straightness first and then later adding in the transitions as you go there and a lot of riders have actually told me that how where they've had a horse and the horse has been crooked through transitions now this is specifically transitions I'm speaking about here but um perhaps when they ask for canter the horse kind of hops a bit to the left or to the right what they've actually done what they've found works well is on a narrow trail so if you can imagine you're on a pretty narrow trail you can't really go now i'm not talking about where there's a huge drop or a cliff or something i'm talking about using hedges okay but a narrow trail and asking for the transition on the trail and it's almost it forces the horse to go straight and then after that bringing that same horse and not into the arena but into the open field where they work and kind of really reinforcing that straightness and what they what generally happens is the horse then becomes straighter through the transitions in doing that so um that will also help as well whereas when i find if you do this in the arena the horse can two things can happen either the horse can become a little bit lopsided or one-sided or the horse becomes completely dependent on the rail okay so getting out of that is really important now Another advantage of working in an open field, and I would probably say this is the biggest advantage, uh, aside from the kind of sure-footedness, um, is that you can continue on through a movement. So how many times have you ridden, maybe you're doing a three-loop serpentine, you're in the arena, you get to the final loop, and it's only on the final loop, and maybe the second half of the final loop, that you feel, yes, this is it, it kind of all comes together, but oh, Sherbert, you're at the end of the arena, okay? So you have to kind of change things up and then start all over again. And it tends to break the flow. Well, when you're in an open field, you can then just, well, continue on. You can go for as many, you can do a 12 loop serpentine if you want and not having to make the loop smaller, okay? So you get to continue on through the movement. So this will work for any sort of movement where if you find that you're having to go from I'm saying A to B, but I don't necessarily mean the letters A to B in an arena. But if you have to get from A to B and then you find that halfway through, it's like, oh, I'm only really grasping it now. And then you're really only getting into the flow of things by the time you get to the end of it. Um, But with this, you can actually continue to ride on, which will definitely help. Not only that, that you can almost stay going until you've remedied the problem, if there is a challenge with it. And remedied it to the point where you're riding through it okay so we often say about riding you have to ride through things and uh, this is also another thing now last but not least a big disadvantage of not having an arena is a lack of accuracy and I will say that that is a disadvantage but there's ways of working around that so years and years ago myself and my sister would be out working our ponies in the fields at home and we would we got really creative <laughs> with using markers so we'd use tufts of grass or we'd use piles of droppings or um whatever it was we, we'd use different things as markers weeds uh, in our fields but you can also use things you can use poles you can use gutters you can make yourself some corners so if you want to ride through a corner you can measure out your 20 meters so as you can make sure that it is a 20 meter circle you're riding there's lots of ways of working around this and i would say that it's important to do this when you're working out because one of the biggest challenges riders have when they go from riding out in the open to then suddenly going to maybe do a competition of that is that they they really they say holy moly the arena's tiny and they're so used to having this big expanse of just space to ride in 
that when they have to maybe knuckle things down a little, rein it in, go on a 20 meter circle, they really, really struggle with that. So it's really important that if you are riding in open spaces that you take the time to regularly map out um, 20 meters, map out 40 meters, map out 60 meters, and give yourself that space. And as I say, you can use a lot of things. You don't need to necessarily have the arena. You can just put placers on the ground. You can even use your jersey. Take it off and pop, pop it down somewhere as you, as you know what distance or what maybe how accurate you are so you are actually halting at that point or you are asking for the transition as you go past the point whatever the case is but that you're working on that on a regular basis okay i'm going to leave it at that for today we are working on this all this week we're going to be talking about and riding through different exercises out in the open if you want to join us you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join all the details are there and uh, yeah we'd absolutely love to have you and of course if you have not already come on join in the christmas challenge and i just want to wish you and your loved ones a happy peaceful and blessed christmas this christmas have a good one i'll see you soon bye (laughs) 